630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Sagan, deep left corner, one-timer, wide, Alexia, rebound, Perry can't bang it home, Koskinen might have gotten a piece, 15 seconds, Klingberg, Alexia drive, deflected over the crossbar, rebound taken, it's Radulov, 8 seconds to go, Stars dishing, back behind the net, Russell protecting, centering pass at the horn, blocked by Archibald, and Edmonton will hang on, 2-1 is your final, Tense finish in Dallas. Jack Michaels with the call. Oilers beat the Stars 2-1 to end their four-game winless slide. They actually tacked another Koskinen save on. 34 stops tonight, 17 of them in the third period. And you have probably seen the replay by now if you were watching the television broadcast. If not, I will tell you a brilliant save on Corey Perry in the final 15 seconds as Jack described. That's the save of the game for Jiffy Loop. Be wise, winterize. Perry taking the puck off the backboards after a shot went wide, trying to stuff it in, and Koskinen got over and made the save to preserve this victory. He was excellent tonight. It got hairy for the Oilers in the final six or seven minutes, but all around a pretty solid game. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. It's 9-15, and Koskinen, you know, he's he's 12-5-2, and, and, uh, and give him credit, he had a kind of two bad starts in the span of three games I thought he had a good game against Toronto even though he got the loss and as the game went on he emerged as a star for the Oilers well he became more important he had to make a number of big saves down the stretch uh he's he gives them quality starts I think there's what two on the season out of all his starts that weren't quality what I mean that that would be with all the the top goalies I mean Bishop's the number one goalie save percentage we know for sure that he had one really off off start because he got pulled against the Edmonton Oilers so Koskinen was dialed in right from the beginning he he looked you can tell when his game is on because he swallows everything. There's no rebounds. There's no uh, desperation plays. He seems to follow the puck, read the plays, know where the puck's going to go before it gets there. And then, uh, again, the save he made that you just talked about on Perry, Perry at the end, that's r- really understanding where the puck is bouncing off of because the puck is coming from the backboards. He can't see it, but he reads the play, knows, okay, the puck should be coming here. I'm looking at this guy moving his stick here, so obviously this is where the puck's going to come from. And then you have the advantage of being six foot seven <laughs> that you can get from one post all the way over to the other post without a, with very limited movement. So I... Uh, I, we saw the three stars in the game tonight. Koskinen wasn't the first star, but to me, he was the best player in this game tonight and deserves full full praise on getting the Oilers two points. Yeah, Dallas Radio picking the stars. They were announced in building as Tyler Sagan, the third star, Koskinen, the second star, McDavid, the first star. He had two assists tonight. The Oilers got both their goals in the first period. We'll discuss those, but first we're going to give out the fourth star of the game for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. Well, if you look on the back end, when you have a, a 2-1 victory and only give up one against, some, something's got to be working on the back end. He made one mistake early in the game, Oscar Clefbaum, when he pinched when he shouldn't have. Other than that, he played thir- over 30 minutes in the game tonight with six blocks. He was a big reason that the Edmonton Oilers were able to limit a very good Dallas team to just the one goal. And they and they got the lead. This was the first time since December 6th against Los Angeles 
where they led after the first period. Oh, by the way, that was also the last time they won. So, you know, they were also up 2-0 after the first in that game and uh, and won the game 2-1. So they weren't, you know, as, as Tippett always says, Rob, as you say, they, they weren't chasing, they weren't feeling like uh, it was if that if they missed an opportunity oh no what if we don't get another one it allowed them to play a little bit more under control and I really look they gave up a lot of shots in the third but I did think for the most part tonight they defended a lot better and were a lot tighter than they had been the last few games well you play differently when when you have a lead as opposed to when you're behind you uh, there's much more desperation to make sure the puck stays out there's no cheating or anticipating uh, a puck bouncing so that you can get a break because you know that you need to score a goal. You don't have to force plays because you have the lead. You get to run your bench and, and play everyone so there's no fatigue factor. So many positives of playing with a league. And, and the Oilers are pretty good at it. We, we've seen throughout the season that they're, they're good when they get the lead. They can, they can hold it. Now, there was going to be a push by the Dallas Stars. They're too good a team to, to not have it. Yet the Oilers bent. They didn't break on the game. And uh, to me, the biggest thing was there was no... I mean, Sagan got the goal at the end where they had the man advantage and then he got a good break. Bounces off, Nurse comes right back to him. But I don't know if there were any other uncontested shots from the, the house. And we've seen too many as of late for the Oilers where you see guys getting wide open. There was a 2-on-0 last game for the Toronto well, Maple Leafs. There was Leafs. a 4-on-1 tonight. There was a 4 and that was They didn't get a shot. That was the one mistake that we saw in this game by Clefbaum. But, it, I mean, Toronto had a 2-on-0 in front of the Oilers net because the players were uh, very lack in their defensive responsibility. Not tonight. There was a desperation that the Oilers haven't had in a long time. And I think part of it was the fact they had a lead and they were just trying to protect the net. So the Oilers win 2-1. Their record goes to 19-13-4. 42 points, the most points in the Pacific Division, tied with Arizona. Arizona does get categorized in first place because they have played 35 games to the Oilers' 36. Vegas has 41 points, Calgary 40 points, so very tight at the top, and uh, hopefully the Oilers can keep uh, grinding out points and staying right in the race. Arizona acquired Taylor Hall today. We will discuss that as we move along. Right now, let's go back to Dallas. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Well, Dave, how important is getting off to a good start, especially for a young club like this? Well, we wanted to get a good start and a good end. We wanted to we wanted to win, and we came in and uh, you know I like our guys were real focused today. Even in the morning skate, you could tell there was a real you know a real business-like uh, approach to it, and uh, which was good as a coaching staff. We kind of let them do their thing today and uh, talked a little bit about it, but it was mostly those leaders in that room that said we're going to get the job done tonight and. Uh, other than, you know, they had a hard push at the end there, but we, we were pretty solid most of the game. So I like the way we played. Hopefully we can continue that. Every was oh, more like the first month Oilers? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a goaltender was really good, especially especially in the third when they pushed hard. But, but that being said, we checked well. We did a lot of things that, you know, are kind of what we would like our identity to be, a real team team effort, not just waiting for a couple guys to score you know so uh, so it was right through the group we uh there was a good team effort everybody pulled their load koski was really good in goal and that's that's going to be the formula we need to use if we're going to be successful every team is going to have their ups and downs in a season and like you said there's a business-like mindset heading to this one how did you like the response from the group as a whole and what does that mean for you guys going forward i think it's i think it's really good you know i, I i'm uh 
as I get to know that leadership group in the room there, you know, you become more and more comfortable that uh, they've really got a handle on what's going on in there. So situations like this, you, uh, you know, you can give a little bit of tactics here and there, but for the most part, that group in there is, they're preparing, you know, the, the room in there. So I give them a ton of credit, come into a hard building against a good team, and, uh, and we found a way to win. Nice pass from Chase on to Leon. Yeah, it's good play. Yeah, good play. Good play, yeah. Real good play. But I, I thought we were pretty solid. You know, there's a little bit, a couple of puck things here and there. You'd like to get it advanced a little cleaner. But other than that, you know, I thought we uh, I thought we checked pretty well. We were, we were uh, for the most part, some good decisions. But, you know, we just kind of wanted to play a strong road game and, and find a way to win, and we did. Five on five play. You had lots of power plays, but tonight, yeah. tonight yeah. they did a better, better job of killing them. They, still they're, got a good, they're a good penalty killing team, so you got to give them credit doing that. But but our five on play play was just solid, just really solid, and that's what we're looking for. When you look, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, did, did you expect this might be might good might come down to your power play against their penalty kill? Uh, a little bit. I mean, we got one power play goal that, uh, but our, our power play is clicking along pretty good. So. Even though they make it tough on you, 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 uh, you know, I, I like the chances of our power play. So if it can contribute, and uh, however you go about it, you got to get more than the other team, whether it's power play or five and five or kill some penalties. So that's what I like we did tonight, and now we move on. How integral is Miko Koskinen in, in tonight's one? Yeah, he was really solid, really solid, especially coming that last three or four minutes. There's some real big saves there. So uh, just gave us a chance to win, and that's all you can ask from the goalie. Oscar about 12 minutes in that third period. He played quite a bit there. He was. He's a fit guy. That's good. He, you know, he comes back and he looks fine. You yeah, know? I know. I thought that pair, him and Lars, were really strong. Like that's, that's a big, uh, heavy game for them, and they performed very well. All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Oilers beat the Dallas Stars 2-1. That means a $50 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous from Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. Okay, so the Oilers, I mentioned, get the long-awaited lead. Well, they did get the lead in, in Minnesota, Tip pointed that out when I asked the question a couple days ago but they didn't have the lead after the first Cassian scores from McDavid and Nurse and then the power play which was one for six today a lot of penalties some of them odd mm-hmm. um, the, I think the Oilers got probably the beneficial calls on a couple to send them on the power play Dallas's power play was 0 for 3 but they did get a power play goal that gave them the 2-0 lead Dreisaitl is 21st goal of the season from Chase on and McDavid well, they they had the opportunity to ex, to extend a lead in the first period, and, and it was very important they did. And it was a pretty play. Uh, the, the Oilers only won for six, so five times they were unsuccessful. A couple of them were cut off, and they were a little shortened. But it, it seems though every time they get the puck in the offensive zone, they're going to score. They're going to get good scoring chances, and they have so many weapons on that play right there. Uh, or Connor McDavid passes it to, to Chase on and just a, a blind pass, but a, it's an educated pass because he knows where Drysaddle should be. And Drysaddle reads the play. He says, okay, it's going down there to Chase on. Well, the best place for me to be is here because A, he can pass to me. B, if he puts the puck on it, this is where the rebound's going to go. But the one thing is Dallas later in the game learned the lesson because I think it was Lindell. Chason had the puck, tried the same play. Lindell backed right off. Chason could have walked right out and had a a one-on-one with the goaltender. But the Oilers got an important goal. And I I think it was Daryl Sutter used to say, it's not how many power play goals you get, it's when you get them. 
and the Oilers got a very important one right there by Leon Dreisaitl. So 2-1, the final for the Oilers tonight, 19-13-4 on the season. Dallas now 19-12-4. They have uh, still won 18 of their last 26 games since starting 1-7-1, so pretty amazing run for them. They had the coaching change with Jim Montgomery being let go. Rick Bonus is uh, the interim head coach of the Dallas Stars. Let's go back to Dallas. Here's Alex Chason. Alex, uh, a pretty good overall team effort starting from the net out to end a four-game losing streak. Yeah, uh, I thought, you know, we we, uh, we showed up to play in the first period. Uh, obviously, it got off to a good start. Um, and then kind of the power play, penalty kill uh, type of game. But uh, we stayed with it uh, through 40 minutes and uh, found a way to get two points on the road. So uh, that was much needed from us, uh, our group. Um, that's a good team over there, so uh, it's, it's a good rebound since the last uh, couple games here. We spoke to Zach Cassian and James Neal this morning, and they made reference of getting off to a good start. How important is it to, one, get off to a good start and also score the game's opening goal for this club? Yeah, I think uh, lately it feels like we're kind of chasing the game a little bit, so we're able to, uh, you know, get the first goal, and then we got another one in the power play. Uh, kind of gives us a, a, a chance to breathe and establish our game and just play, you know, the way we're capable of playing, not trying to open it up. And um, we're making good decisions and um, obviously showed, uh, um, you know, score at the end. Some of the players talked about the homestand before the one and one uh, before returning at the end of the last week. What is it about the road trip? Because you guys said the homestand was disappointing. What is it? What is it about the road that brings out the best out of this club? Uh, I don't know. Uh, mm. Kind of feels like we're, we're we're just playing the game the right way. Uh, we respect our opponent, and um, we're playing solid uh, 60 minutes, and it's been good for us. All right, that's Alex Chase on Oilers win 2-1 in Dallas. They are 11-7-1 on the road, sec- tied for second most road wins in the NHL. Washington, by far the best away team in the league. They already have 15 wins away from home, but the Oilers now with a better road record than uh, than home record. So, you know, that's been good. They've had some big wins on the road, San Jose, Vegas, Arizona. Pittsburgh along the way, thanks to, thanks to Mike Smith. But Chason said something in there, Rob, which I really think is the adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Good decisions, better decisions. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a tough and demanding physical game, but a lot of times the difference between winning and losing comes down to, to making those correct snap decisions, especially when you're playing defensively. Well, in this game tonight, if you look at the two teams, the Oilers were the better decision makers. Uh, it seemed like other than, and again, Oscar made a, a poor read early in the game. Other than that, uh, all their decisions were good. They got pucks out. They got pucks in. They, there was no um, turnovers at the, at the, in the neutral zone like we've seen in, in the past number of games. They made the right play with the puck. If they didn't have anything, they got it in deep. They threw it behind the net. And defensively, uh, there seemed to be much better communication in their own zone much better support in their own zone and uh, and i talked about it with bob after the game there wasn't a lot of room on the ice and this is not a type of game that we've seen the oilers play 
a lot this season. They they like to freewheel. They like to be moving. This was a, a playoff type game where uh, there'd be scrums of four or five guys up against the boards. We talked about at the end of one of the periods how the ref doesn't carry or lets them carry on instead of blowing the whistle. But the Oilers were always in the fight, and that's something we haven't seen a lot of lately. We'll take a quick break for news and weather. Phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. You can also text 780-496-0063. Camshaft says, hey, guys, on the subject of leads, one thing I've noticed is that if the Oilers get a lead, it seems to give the goalies a confidence boost. That's been the key to success this season with achieving an early lead. That's a text from Camshaft. All right. More post-game reaction coming up as well. Overtime open line, courtesy Harlan Ford. Over to Nurse, left point, open man, McDavid, center pass, reach shot, score! Wide open net, McDavid found Zach Cassian, who buries his 12th of the year in his 499th career game. That got the scoring started tonight. The Oilers go on to beat the Dallas Stars 2-1. Dreisaitl also scored Sagan, a late goal for Dallas. Then they had tons of pressure with Bishop pulled for an extra attacker. Koskinen held the fort. Oilers win it 2-1 as we go to the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. It is the Blues beating the Avalanche 5-2. The Oilers will be in St. Louis on Wednesday. The Blues go to 21-8-6 on the season. Blue Jack shut out the Capitals 3-0. Predators knock off the Rangers 5-2 and the Panthers pound the Senators 6-1. The New Orleans Saints beat Indianapolis 34-7. Drew Brees becomes the new touchdown leader in NFL history. His stats tonight 29 for 30 for 307 yards and four touchdowns. Maybe if you tried a little harder, you'd complete 30 for 30. I want, I want to see the one that he missed. I, I bet you the guy dropped it. He is one of, my fa- he's one of my favorite athletes. I love Drew Brees, so I'm a, I'm a Saints fan. And, and what's I, interesting about Drew, he, he is not a giant. No, he's I a mean, little guy. He's still six feet or six one, but a lot of quarterbacks are like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Well, and he was traded because he was uh, he pretty was San Diego yeah, for a few and, years. And yeah. they got rid of him. And now he's one of the greatest that ever lived. So I'm thinking whoever was that San Diego GM may want to rethink some of the Well, his I think choices. they had Rivers there already, though. They right? did. It so, was the two of them. But still, yeah. Rivers is not Drew Brees. No, true. Uh, he's 40. He's going to turn 41 in January. Yeah, he's listed as 6 feet. 210 so i mean obviously he's still pretty yeah but i pretty i know thick, from i know from experience at the back of hockey cards when they say what your height is they're usually adding a good inch on so he's probably 511 so when we used to do our hockey card stuff or our stuff for central scouting in junior we used to put our you know always wear your pants or like shorts and a t-shirt we'd always put weight belts underneath our pants so we would be heavier and greg hogg had a defenseman he'd wear socks and he put tape under his feet in his socks so he'd be really? about an inch taller yeah anything to get a little bit of an advantage uh, was that Hoggood you connected with last year or the year before that's now the prison guard yep, he's yeah he was a great counts. interview oh he's awesome he finished Hoggy's- his hockey career and he's a prison guard Hoggy is one of the greatest junior defenseman that ever played yeah if you look at his stats and had a he would be in his heyday now he was a small defenseman he would be a star in the national hockey league the way the game has gone all right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Robert standing by. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, hey guys, how you doing? Quite well. Well, well, as I'm calling you now, I'm just on the uh, on the uh, outdoor rink here. But uh, I had a couple points uh, that I wanted to make. 
as we noted, I noted that the Oilers were 18-12, was it 18-12 and three, 18-12 and four, two years in a row. And I was looking it up, and I saw, I saw that that uh, after that last year they they went six sixteen and two their their next twenty four games. Yep. Uh, and and that and that just really took them out of it. I mean, and that's not, that's kind of the similar stretch I'm I'm looking at this year. I kind of want to see where they are then and where do which I looked. I believe it's February fifteenth in Florida will be the the twenty uh, fourth uh, game. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see where they are then. The then that's kind of maybe when I'll when I'll uh, maybe ask myself is that, is that when uh, when uh, Ken Holland will make a move or not. But. And then my, my other point was on the uh, on the game tonight, like uh, uh, like you guys had talked about. You said that uh, it was going to be important that they scored not only scored first but extended the lead, and they they did both, which was good. And Koskinen, and I thought tonight was absolutely outstanding, especially in the third period when when you, you guys talked about saying like you talked about the first five seven minutes, Dallas is going to have a push there, and they did. So uh, yep. uh, that uh, that being said, I think uh, obviously Koskinen plays in St. Louis, and and uh, he'll uh, he'll definitely play one of the two against Pittsburgh or Montreal, I would assume. So I think uh, I'd like the win tonight, and uh, go Oilers. Appreciate it, Robert. And let's go back to Dallas. Here's goaltender Miko Koskinen. Uh, maybe that's why it was a little bit more difficult, but especially like a five on four. You got caught there behind the net once, and then the guy fell on top of you in the crease. Look like you lost your balance in the third. Yeah, period. it was. Uh, I shouldn't go there. It was um, by the class. The shot, what he rimmed, the shot was bouncing all over. And uh, but actually, the ref said that he didn't. If that would be something, he would whistle that okay. away. So it wasn't nothing serious. Serious. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since they won a game. This has looked like the Oilers the first month of the season when the games were lower scoring. Yeah, I think that's that's how we're going to win more games than 6-5 or 6-4. So this is how we need to play like every night and that gives us for a chance every night. Nico, what did you think about the commitment to the defensive side of the puck tonight uh, with the guys in front of you? Oh, it was awesome. Like we played a really, really tight game and uh, everyone was like, everyone really wanted to put like a defense first and then worry about the offense. What was the mood coming into this one, knowing that you guys were on a four-game losing streak and knowing you guys had a pretty tough challenge in Dallas tonight? You know, it was pretty great. Like, we played against a really good team, and uh, but we knew already, like, before the game started that we have to put the defense first and after that everything else. For this club especially, how important is getting off to a good start? Well, I think it's huge for every every team in this league. I mean, when you give up, like, two, three goals in the first period, you're chasing all the game and... Stuff like you see today, we scored first two, and it was pretty tough for Dallas. In a game like this, do you expect to see so many shots say, in the third period there, where where they're desperate to come back? Is it really yeah, difficult? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty obvious that they're gonna put everything to the net when they're two two goals behind. And um, but like like I said, we protect the lead pretty well. Uh, last three minutes was a little bit tougher, but we handled it, so we're happy for the win. Miko Koskinen gets the victory very good tonight. He makes 34 saves, 17 of them in the third period to go to 12-5-2 and two 
on the season. Andy in Chicago says, I didn't mind the distribution of skill with tonight's line, but the trade-off is the extended cycles that McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Cassian could generate, often creating grade-A chances or drawing penalties. And he puts your thoughts. Well, I know Rob's thoughts. <laughs> I feel like I, this is one question I could answer for you, but I won't. Well, I, you, you can. It, the Oilers do not have enough depth on their wings to run three centimeter in the way they do. I mean, th- this was a great win for them, but it was not because they had, uh, because they went to the three centermen. They, the, I mean, Nuge's line generated very little. Uh, Leon's line generated very little. Five on five, they were better defensively, didn't create as much up front. So it, it was a message being sent by the coaching staff. They got to get back to basics, and they did. All right, Kyle's up next. We're also looking for someone to finish the play. 780-496-0063. Oilers take it 2-1. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford on 630 Chet. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. The Oilers pull out a 2-1 win in Dallas. Cassian and Dreisaitl in the first. No scoring in the second period. Sagan late in the third with Ben Bishop on the bench. That was with 2.37 left. Stars kept up the pressure. Koskinen turned them away. And the Oilers get their 19th victory of the season. Whenever they score five or more in a game, go to the Oilers page on 6.30 Ched. Look for the Japanese Village Goal Light and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Triple A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate. Your census, 780-496-0063. Kyle, go ahead. Thanks for calling. Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Quite well. Right on. Uh, so, yeah, with the game tonight, uh, I noticed with the Oilers, about the first few minutes of the game, they start off hemmed in their own zone. Um, that's got to change at some point. And then uh, one more thing here with uh, Koskinen. I know uh, Dave Tippett. He knows Mike Smith quite well, but at some point we got to ride a hot goalie and Koskinen's just been holding us in there and doing pretty damn good. Uh, well, yeah, your guys' thoughts there. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, I'd go with Koskinen in St. Louis. Then I would play Smith at home against Pittsburgh on Friday and Koskinen on Saturday against the Montreal Canadiens. So I would go with Koskinen. What would that be for him? Four to five? Something yeah, like I that. think it would be five out of seven, wouldn't it? Five out of seven, back, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think that they are now almost at the halfway point of the season. Koskinen has been the better goalie for the first half, and until proven uh, otherwise, uh, if he starts to slack, then he'd pull back. But I think you start playing him a little bit more than you play Smith. Uh, James texting in. Um he says he would not have Dreisaitl on the ice late in the game protecting the lead. He says, I think uh, I would argue that Dreisaitl is not your first choice in a shutdown situation. He has a knack for soft plays on the puck, and uh, he makes too many blind passes. That is uh, from James. It's always an interesting debate about who do you put out on the ice when the other team pulls its goalie. Now, it was about three minutes today, mm-hmm. So, there, but if you had... You know, everybody relatively fresh and your choice of a line. Rob, in your coaching, do you put out your skill guys or do you put out your checkers? Uh, I put out my best players. Mm-hmm. And my best players are, well, I would I put out uh, Dreisaitl. I would put out Connor McDavid. And I would probably put out Cassian right now. I'm, Just I, to win puck races. To win puck. I mean, they're your best players and they've been your best players all, all the time. And if so, if you only had one sh- shift to put out there, you got that gives you two centermen. Now, the only thing that would be different if it's a face-off in your own zone, you might throw a right-handed centerman out there as well mm-hmm. so that you can have a right-handed take it on the one side. But 
Yeah, I, I, I disagree with that. I, th I think Leon Dreisaitl, when he's on his game, as is, is as good as any other player the Oilers have defensively when he's on his game. And tonight I thought he was good. All right, we're going to finish the play with Tyler, who has already earned up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code CHET. Kellen, go ahead. Forced the stars in the corner, melted off a few extra seconds, snapped in by Perry. Koskinen got caught, Fox in front, and broken up by who else but Nugent Hopkins, who raced 180 feet. All right, Tyler, some back-checking there from the Nuge. How yeah. many goals does Nuge have this season, 6 or 12? Oh, a total dozen. Or... Or you could guess something else. I can go six. You're right, because you got mixed up. He has 12 assists, but he has six goals. I knew you mixed up those goals. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Did you enjoy the game tonight? Oh, good good game by the Oilers. Uh, I'm sure they, uh, a lot of Oilers fans have a big sigh of relief for that big win. Okay, hang on the line, Tyler. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Rob, Taylor Hall has been traded to the Arizona Coyotes for three prospects, a first-round pick, and a third-rounder that could become a second or a first, depending on a combination of Hall re-signing or the Coyotes winning a playoff round. It's uh, not often a player of this caliber gets traded. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty big news, and he's coming into the Oilers division. And not often does a player of this caliber get, caliber get traded twice. Twice. <laughs> you know, Taylor Hall still has in done his 20s, that. yeah. Actually, someone, I don't know who wrote it, but said, now that Larson trade, it was Larson for all of these players because it was one for one before. But uh, Arizona's going to be better. Uh, Taylor Hall, uh, while he may not have MVP seasons every year, he can change the game. Uh, in a heartbeat. He, he's got world-class talent. Uh, Arizona is a great defensive team. they got good goaltenders. They're going to give up a whole lot. Charts, yeah. yeah, I mean, but they play the right way. What they lack is a game-breaker. Now, they went and got Phil Kessel, and Phil Kessel still's got that ability, but he's still... He's on the back good, end of I mean, Garland's yeah. a good player. Kellen's a good player. But still... Or uh, Keller. Keller, but still... Kelly Kennedy's also yeah, a good player. But young players, that, not with the proven track record that Taylor Hall has. Uh, Arizona's better. They are a better hockey club because of this trade. Um, if he re-signs, it would be two first-rounders for, for Taylor Hall. So, no, that's not a if lot to give up. If he re-signs and they win a and playoff, they win a playoff round. round. If, he, if he just re-signs, it's a second-rounder. It could still be a good player. I, I mean, uh, I, I like what Arizona's doing. They're in, a, they're in a market that they need to draw fans. They need to win. If they don't win, there's nobody coming to their games, and the franchise fails. So I, I like what they did, and I think that uh, Arizona now moves closer to Las Vegas as the two teams to catch in the Pacific Division. So, a uh, good move, and I'm excited to see what he does there. I mean, there's a lot of fans of Taylor Hall in Edmonton still, and they're going to see him a lot more now. Oilers win it 2-1. Quick timeout, back for some final thoughts. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. All right, Edmonton beats Dallas 2-1 to end their four-game slide. Rare victory for the Oilers in Dallas. Uh, the last 21 games in Dallas, the Stars had a 17-2-2 record against the Oilers. So now it's 17-3-2. 
Yeah. This well, is the it's, games in Dallas only. Well, there's a lot of good Dallas teams playing against a lot of bad Oiler teams, and that's usually the way the outcome came. Uh, this was a hard-fought win. This was a tough game for the Oilers. It really was. Team playing well. The Oilers weren't. Oilers had goaltending troubles, 5-on-5 five five troubles. Everything that the Oilers were struggling with, they corrected in this game as they played a really, really strong game. All right, uh, we're a bit up against the clock here. Scott in Boston, you got about 90 seconds today, buddy. More than enough, Reed. Good evening, sir. Rob, how you doing, brother? Doing well. All right, here we go. Reed, as usual, cut me off so I have time to try to stump uh, Rob. He's up on me like 14, 11 now in, in trivia. <laughs> it's annoying me. I'm going to get him tonight. All right, here we go. Let's cut through some points in about 40 seconds, all right? Uh, we usually touch the Pats first. The Pats are in perfect position. They're gelling. This team is winning the Super Bowl. Right now, Vegas has got them at six and a half-ish, seven to one. If you like money, put money in the Pats to win the Super Bowl. I could talk about that for an hour, but we won't go there. Well, they got the second-best right. quarterback, so you're right. Really, Rob? Do we want to get off Edmonton Oilers hockey? What did you just say to me? They got the second-best quarterback. Drew Brees. You're gonna put Lamar Jackson. You're no, gonna put Drew. Lamar Jackson him. Drew Brees. I like. I like. I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I love Drew Brees. Though, you. Too. You watch. I'll close. Reed, hang in there. I hate getting dumped. Reed, don't dump me, brother. I'm not gonna dump you, but you have no, to do trivia right now because you've used your 40 what? seconds. Trivia no, right we're, now. We're, we're Oilers talk for 10 seconds. I hate Tyler Sagan. I wish I played in the NHL. I'd knock his teeth down. <laughs> okay. I'd knock his teeth down his throat. I hate Tyler Sagan that. when he played. Trivia right, you ready for trivia? Uh, I'm ready. Do I'm it. ready. All right. This is obscure. Let's see how sharp you are. Okay. What college oh. did Connor McDavid travel to that really he traveled? He flew to this city and considered playing in Division One college hockey. I'll give you a clue. It's close to me. It's a fact. He flew here. Ipso facto. Is it uh, Boston College? No. Well, obviously, it's the other one. Oh, University. It's Boston B University, B BU. BU. Boston University. And the funny part is this. Uh, all of us here are like, could you, he would have never played more than freshman year, but could you imagine the records he would have broke if he played college hockey? Would have done all right. It's like Paul Correa. Actually, Paul, Paul Correa is the best college hockey player of all time. What, I don't know that McDavid would have uh, cracked his record. Remember, remember Paul Correa at Maine back in 93? Yeah, he was good. Outstanding. Scott, we got to run. Hang in there, buddy. Talk I to you soon. You guys. All right. All right. Scott in Boston likes the Patriots. He likes the Patriots a lot. But he likes the Oilers more than he likes the Bruins, which is interesting. Well, the Oilers win tonight, 2-1 over the Dallas Stars. Cassian and Drysdale, the goal scorers. McDavid, two assists. Koskinen, outstanding, making 34 saves. Next game broadcast is Wednesday, 5 o'clock face-off show. The game will start at 6.30. Oilers visit the St. Louis Blues, who won tonight over the Avalanche. Get more on 630Ched.com. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Oilers hockey presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers take it 2-1 in Dallas. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.